Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Relationship Center on the Edify Podcast Network. My name is Ernest Wamboy, and today we are starting off our final series for the year, and it is a series on Christmas. And I pray that the podcast has been of a great benefit to you who's been listening throughout the year. And if it's really enriched you, if it's been of a blessing to you, we ask that you remember to give to our ministry. You can give via M-Pesa Pay Bill 204-634, account number your name. That is M-Pesa Pay Bill 204-634 account number your name and it's gonna read the relationship center or the relationship ctr via mpay and um, it just gives us encouragement and enables us to do what we do here at the relationship center podcast and we're looking forward to next year with more content with um, more biblical uh, expositions so that you can be edified so that you can be built up and the day is coming to an end and it's christmas it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, this is the, I, I really get excited about Christmas. I get to review the year. I get to think about the new year. But most importantly, we get to think about the greatest person that ever lived, and that is Jesus Christ. We get to think about his arrival. We get to think about his, his work here on earth. We get to think about his impact on the human race. And we get to understand that life cannot exist without Jesus Christ. And we're going to start the Christmas series by looking at the book of Luke chapter 1. And I'm going to read from verse 5 all the way down to perhaps around verse um, verse 25 thereabout. Or we'll, we'll see. Uh, but basically we'll be focusing on the story of the birth of John the Baptist. Or rather the foretelling of the birth of John the Baptist. So the time here, you would say it's about um, it's about it should be about one one A.D. This is the history of our world. It's about one A.D. and um, it's the time of King Herod of Judea. Uh, Israel has been conquered by the Romans, and Herod has been placed as the vassal king to replace the Davidic covenant the Davidic line of kings and Herod has taken over the throne and this is where the story begins Luke chapter 1 verse 5 it says in the time of Herod king of Judea there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah his wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron both of them were righteous in the sight of God observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly but they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Once, when Zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lord according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right hand the right side, rather, of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many 
of the people of the Lord, many of the people of Israel, rather, to the Lord their God. Verse 17, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And I will be silent and you will not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people and that's the word of the lord so this is a time when israel has been taken over by the romans the romans are the are the, are the world power at the time um in in the, in the in the known world at that recorded area that is traversing europe all the way to the middle east the romans have taken over and prior to the Romans was the kingdom of Alexander the Great, that is the Greeks. And during that time, or just rather before um, Alexander the Great uh, really took over, the Lord had been speaking to Israel and he was using the prophets. He sent men who had very powerful messages that they had directly from God. And they came and they spoke to the children of Israel. And the Lord spoke through the final prophet who was Malachi and from that time of the Greeks all the way to the Romans there was a period of 400 years of silence and it is famously called the intertestamental period a period of 400 years and in these 400 years you could almost say there was a famine of God's word there was no prophet who had a who had a letter, who had uh, a scroll to give the people. There was no Rema word. There was no um, direct revelation that came from God. There was silence. And you can imagine the kind of situation the Israelites were in. Alexander the Great died. His four generals uh, divided his kingdom. And they were toppled when the Romans came over. And the Romans were brutal people. Israel is at a very tough place. They've not heard from God for 400 years. The prophets are dead. The Romans have taken over. They are brutal. They've invented new ways of hurting people. They've invented the cross. And so they're crucifying murderers and thieves. And it's a tough time in Israel. The Davidic line of King David, the kingly line of King David has been toppled and they've put a vessel king that is Herod the Edomite. And things are not going well. Things are things are grim. Religiously, there's a bunch of people called the Pharisees who've taken who've taken over, and they've not remained true to the messages of the prophets. They've in fact put a burden on the people by adding more than six hundred extra laws on on top of what the Lord said. And people, the people of Israel are they are really really stressed. They are they are in a really really bad time, and so. 
After 400 years of silence, God finally speaks. And who does he speak through? He speaks through a priest. The priests were from the tribe of Levi. And this particular priest, it just happened that it was his time to serve um in, in in the temple and you can see that god does not waste those opportunities god god is in touch with every even every administrative uh plans of men he can sovereignly use it and that's exactly what he did he took advantage of the fact that zachariah was serving and zachariah had a wife called elizabeth who was barren and they had grown old without children and when zachariah was serving he was on duty in the in, in, in the in the temple, an angel appeared to him. And this angel is breaking the 400 year silence. I mean, this is this is a really, really significant thing, guys. That God has been silent for 400 years. An angel has not been seen, a prophet has not spoken, and finally, after 400 years, through a priest, Zechariah. God breaks the silence and he sends an angel. And this angel appears next to Zechariah at the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw the angel, he was startled and he was gripped with fear. And this, I mean, if, if you had an angel appear to you out of thin air, you would equally be startled and gripped with fear, you know. The angel tells him, don't be afraid, Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you call him John. So we are made aware that Elizabeth and John had been, Elizabeth and Zachariah had been praying for a child all these years. And perhaps they had stopped praying, but um, it was a request that they had constantly made to the Lord. Now, I don't know how many years it took them to make this prayer because now they are old. I want to assume that perhaps they are now in their, who knows, maybe they are in their 70s or they are in their 60s. Let's say 70s. And in their 70s, perhaps God is answering a prayer that they made in their 30s. Now, the, the, the first core lesson concerning Christmas is that God keeps his word. And I want you to grasp that God keeps his word. Christmas reminds us that God keeps his word. A prayer that was made perhaps by Zachariah and Elizabeth in their 20s, in their 30s. And in those days, they get married pretty young, maybe even when they were in their late teens. Who knows? A prayer to have children has finally been answered by the Lord. God is faithful. Christmas reminds us that God is faithful. And you see, Jesus is about to come to the scene, but before Jesus arrives on the scene, John has to come to the scene. John is the forerunner of Jesus. He's the vanguard. And this is the beginning of Christmas, and we see that God is faithful. God had listened to the prayer of Zechariah and, El and, and Elizabeth, and he was answering. Christmas reminds us that delay is not denial. Christmas reminds us that though it tarries, it will come. And, you know, we are told that Elizabeth and Zechariah were people who loved the Lord. They walked in integrity, you know. They walked blameless. We are told in verse 5, they observed the Lord's commands and decrees blameless. They were righteous in God's sight. And I think we can have this confidence that if we walk with the Lord, that he notices us. He sees us. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence we have that when we pray according to his will, he hears us. And when he hears us, uh, we can be confident to know that we have received what we have asked from him. Now, 
it's interesting that God does not just use the request of Zachariah and, and Elizabeth to give them the desire for a child, but he merges it with another promise and just another proof that God is faithful. God was going to send a forerunner, and God had promised through the last prophet Malachi that he would send a prophet or he would send someone in the spirit of Elijah. If you turn to Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, the prophet Malachi said this. This was, this was the final word before the 400-year silence began. This was the final word that was spoken by Malachi. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, it says, See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. And that's it. That's the final word we hear from the prophet. That's Malachi. And from there, the 400 years of silence begins. So the last thing God said is that he would send Elijah to come and to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children. And then after 400 years of silence, let's go back to Luke chapter 1. The first thing that the angel says, the breaking the 400 years of silence, the first thing he says is the last thing God said. The first thing God says in the New Testament is the last thing he said 400 years ago in the Old Testament. And this is what he says when he prophesies concerning the son that Elizabeth and Zechariah will have. He says you shall call him John. And it says in verse 17, he will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Look at the faithfulness of our God. God keeps his word. The last thing he said in Malachi is the first thing he says in the book of Luke. The last message he left us with in the book of Malachi is the first message he gives us in the book of Luke. God keeps his word. And Christmas reminds us that we can trust God. That God promised not to leave us alone, not to leave us helpless. That God promised to hold on to us. God promised that he is faithful. He is slow to anger, abounding in mercy, and He's proven it. I want you to think about the faithfulness of God. I want you to think about the things God has said in his word, the things God has said in you, in your life, the things that he has said that are in accordance with his will. And this is how we know that they are good. And this is how we know that he'll answer them, that they are in accordance with his will. They do not contradict the scriptures. Guys, God will do it. God will fulfill it. Christmas reminds us that God is faithful. Christmas reminds us that God remained faithful to Elizabeth and Zechariah. God remained faithful to the words of the prophets Malachi. His words never fell to the ground. And God delivered John to fulfill that promise that was made 400 years ago. If God can keep his promise after 400 years of waiting, do you think he'll forget on his promise on you? Within a short period of, who knows, two, three, four, ten years, he is a faithful God. This is the God that we serve. And we remember that as he prepared for the arrival of Jesus, he was proving his fidelity. He was proving that he's not a man that he should lie. He's not a son of man that he should change his mind. He does not speak and fail to act. He does not promise and fail to fulfill. This is our God. Faithful, faithful to the end. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Relationship Center.
on the edify podcast network i'm glad you've tuned in and for more great podcasts that will build your faith and inspire you please head over to www.edify.app that is edifi.app or you could search for the app in the google or the apple play store we'll see you next time